Welcome back to Athens' favorite history podcast. Is this too niche? I'm Jaina. And I'm Zoe. And we're your hosts. This is the first real episode back because I'm back. I know how much you missed me. We had a great break and I'm coming back with a bang because today's episode is extremely serious. Tears may be shed. Get your tissues ready because today we are talking about the most hated of all birds, the most mysterious of all government spies, the winged rats, the pigeons. I commend all of that. That was amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting very theatrical. And oh, I'm no, I could tell. If, if we ever do a video podcast, I need that specifically to be recorded because okay. there were gestures. It was... <laughs> immersive i felt really immersed at that moment okay (laughs) it was like the to be or not to be but the pigeon version (laughs) i know technically he doesn't hold the skull in that scene but if you had a skull like a pigeon skull yeah in your hand that would just be the cherry on top (laughs) yes Okay, <laughs> hopefully this isn't too niche for everyone. I'm mostly That's chosen... That's the name of the podcast. Oh, shut up. <laughs> We're within our bounds. I mostly chose the history of pigeons because I love them so much, mm. and people who don't love them are wrong, and I'm here to educate you on why you are so incredibly wrong. Oh, we got a sneak peek of the new tattoo. Tell us about that. I have Joan of Arc tattooed. Yay! very on brand for me <laughs> yeah i think that needs i love that i'm just, thanks i was like these people will appreciate I mean, i've that. mentioned her like multiple times in different episodes it's like yeah as well it's now for the update yep. yep maybe i'll get a pigeon tattooed after this i may walk in wednesdays <laughs> yeah i might i'm thinking about it after northern renaissance we hit up the tattoo shop honestly i'm i'm thinking about it i get paid on wednesday Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Before we dive in, it's important to note that pigeons are a part of the family of birds called Columbidae, which include pigeons and doves, which, if you didn't know, are the same things, which mm-hmm. also doesn't make any sense because doves get all this love and they're like symbols of beauty mm-hmm. and stuff, and pigeons get so much hate. I don't know what that's about. They're the same thing. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I'm not, I'm not angry about it. <laughs> Seems like you are a little bit. Oh, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the, the original pigeon is the blue rock pigeon, which is found in the wild literally everywhere in the world except at the polar ice caps. Insane. This is the pigeon that you're probably most familiar with, the gray ones that are literally in every city at anywhere. Like, you've seen one? Yeah. I know you have. <laughs> I'm a little aggressive this episode. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I, I respect it. I'm just very passionate about pigeons. There are many accounts throughout history of the domestication of pigeons, and we commonly know that pigeons were once a means of communication in society for a very long time. If you're wondering how this works, I'll tell you. They use homing pigeons, which naturally flies back to their homes, hence the name. And they would transport the pigeons in cages wherever the messenger would be, and they would be attached with messages, then sent flying back home, to give messages to the people back home. If that didn't make sense, I'll, I'll kind of elaborate. No, I, I think I get it. It took me a minute. I get it now. That yeah, like sense. your pigeon, that y- it has to be your pigeon that okay, goes. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I used to be like, how did the pigeons know where to go, though? Like, I know Just they can wait. find their way home. I, I, I think I get it now, though. 
It's really super interesting. The birds have an internal compass that can determine the direction from the sun's position during the day and star patterns at night, as well as using the Earth's magnetic field. What? So she's an astrology girl. <laughs> yes. It's literally magic. I think that's the coolest thing ever. And random fact about me is that I love compasses. I'm learning all about Jada today. <laughs> I literally love compasses so much, and that just made me love pigeons so much more. I actually went to an outdoor adventure camp for almost nine years, and it was the same camp every time, and we would learn how to read a compass every time. I repeated it nine wow. times. So you're an expert. I am, I, and I love compasses. I think those are the coolest things ever. If you get a pigeon webkins for your birthday <gasps> from me... The way I would pass away. I don't know how to get my hands on a webkins in this day. eBay. Age, but, oh, okay. Or they also sell them on Amazon. I'll try my best. Yeah, it, they're hard, and it has to come with the tag so I can play with it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm gonna be mad if I don't get that now. I actually, back in my day, I figured out how to bootleg builder bears on Bearville, so I got a bunch of fake builder bears at one point. Wow. Yeah. Call it. Call the CIA. <laughs> Don't worry, I turned myself in. I felt bad for it, so I emailed Bearville. <laughs> no, you did I said, I have all these fake bears. I feel bad about it. No, you didn't. I could probably find the emails to this That's so funny. And then they took away my bears. <gasps> no, they didn't. Not all of them, just the ones that I faked. Because I felt bad about it. Oh my, I bet you crushed so many people's dreams, because they're like, oh my god, they can do that? Maybe. You probably Maybe crushed Maybe I'm somebody. the reason they shut down Bearville. Oh? Cancel I'm sorry, her. guys. I'm sorry. Cancel her. I'm sorry. That's horrible. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Pigeons also, when they get lost, will compare the local odors and wind direction with patterns they know from home. They're so cool. I love them. <laughs> I'm going to start crying at some point in this episode. Okay. The story of Noah in the Bible is one of the earliest uses of a pigeon as a messenger. Noah sent the pigeon from the ark to see if the waters begun to subside, and the pigeon came back with a branch of an olive tree in its beak as proof of the water going away. There are many tablets found in Mesopotamia and in Egyptian hieroglyphics that show evidence of pigeons being domesticated around 3000 BCE. Egyptians commonly would release pigeons in order to announce to the people the rise of a new pharaoh. Phoenician merchants used to take pigeons on their ships during business trips in the Mediterranean and would release them whenever they needed to release information about their business tours, so they were full-on employees. I think we should start doing that every time we release an episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I completely agree. Okay, I'll get my hands on some pigeons. Oh, Yes, we will. You know what, though? I've never seen a pigeon in Athens. <gasps> it's a little bit sus. I'm about to bring one. Okay. I'm about to bring one. Another interesting thing is that the Greeks would use pigeons to release the results of the Olympic Games and to send messages about victories in the battlefields. So cool. <laughs> Shout out to the one guy who died from the Battle of Marathon. <laughs> he literally could have sent a pigeon instead of all that. <laughs> You know that story? No. He So there was, like, a battle in Marathon, and he, like, ran all the way to Athens, which was 26 point however many miles a marathon is. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and he ran to Athens to be like, we won, blah, blah, blah. And the minute he got there and delivered the news, he died. Because he ran 26 miles. And then, like, millions, not millions, thousands of years later, we're like, watch watch me run 26 miles and not die. Like, (laughs) that's so messed up. They could have just sent a pigeon. What? Yeah. That's so funny. No, it's funny. It's hilarious. It's enough time has passed. (laughs) It's pretty funny to me. Oh, there was also full-on carrier pigeon postal services during these times. Julius Caesar had a columbarium in Rome that contained over 5,000 pigeons dedicated to sending messages. So we know who your past life person was. Possibly. No, there's another one that I was like, this is totally me. (laughs) No, but um, why is this not like taught as like a regular thing in American history or like world history? I remember learning about carrier pigeons in like the Revolutionary War American history, but Um, not like in depth. Never mind then. I didn't learn about that or I didn't pay attention. (laughs) (laughs) That could do it. Which could be either. (laughs) Okay. Genghis Khan also played a part in the pigeon post. He established pigeon relay post across Asia and much of Eastern Europe. So cool. And I, every time I read Genghis Khan, I think of the song. Because I'm a little bit Genghis Khan. I don't think I've ever heard that. It's a good song. I was going to say, whenever I, a lot of the topics we talk about, I always think about those flow cab, vocabulary songs. Did you ever do flow cab? No. Missed out. I know, I feel... They were good. They were, like, raps about random stuff. Like, party at the Parthenon. And oh. stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I can I vibe re- with that. Yeah, so many. They were really good ones. Okay. You missed out. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll check it out and come back. To if it, it even exists anymore. <laughs> I'm sure we'll find it somewhere. Yeah, a lost art. Yeah. yeah. Um, the modern day burning of Alexandria <laughs> is... Not Alexandria. The library. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. Sorry, I'm taking over your episode. No, I love this. Fun fact, the burning of the Library of Alexandria actually wasn't that big of a deal. Like, there were other records in other libraries. (laughs) Sorry. A little misnomer there. I mean, it still was a whole, like... Yeah. It just wasn't like... Like, it's still a big deal. (laughs) Yeah, just not like the way that we think of it. Yeah, like, it was, like, tragic. It wasn't that. Yeah, and they still had, like... We still have enough records that it's not like we lost, like a bunch of stuff you know what i mean i i support the library of alexandria oh i support it it's sad don't get me yeah. wrong i just like no yeah like I, on a history timeline like it didn't really matter yeah 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 yeah, gotcha. yeah. sorry <laughs> going off on random tangent during the crusades pigeons were used to send messages home in the 1800s there was an official pigeon postal service throughout france and by 1870 there was a pigeon postal service between London and Paris. That tracks. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. One of the most familiarly known times pigeons played an important role was during World War One. Pigeons were carried and used in aircrafts and ships, but were most commonly used by the British Expeditionary Force to send messages from the frontline trenches or advancing units and was managed by the Directorate of Army Signals. The pigeons literally had managers. Isn't That's that so really cute? really funny. I just think, I can't imagine how well that worked because I feel like if I were like a soldier and I was trying to like Direct. win, you know, I would see a pigeon and I'd just be like, I'm going to shoot the pigeon. No, you know what I mean? Yeah, we get to that. Le- okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, so no, it's say. but like imagine <laughs> like getting in charge and you're like high up in the ranks and they're like you're in charge of the pigeons. Yeah. <laughs> Is that Dream a demotion? Come true. <laughs> that would be my favorite thing ever. The pigeons were kept in stationary or mobile lofts where they would return their messages to. These lofts were normally built into the architecture of homes, either in outbuildings, shed, and sometimes even on the roofs and houses. Which, if you think that my house is not going to have one of those, (laughs) you're wrong. (laughs) I will be getting all my pigeon mail through my little house on top. Mm -hmm. The pigeons were highly trained with a strict routine. They were not fed for at least 24 hours after leaving the loft. The messages were sent in duplicate by two separate birds released at an interval of one minute. They had this all planned out. Yeah, Yeah, it, it was like a whole system. If a message was extremely secret, it would be written in code because sometimes the birds were killed Mm -hmm. or even captured by the enemy. Literally imagine holding a pigeon for ransom. (laughs) (laughs) This is so funny. I'm sorry. No, it is. I'm I'm obsessed. Some pigeons specifically gained recognition for their hard work, including pigeon number 139, who was awarded... (laughs) I couldn't even give him a name. No. The next one has a name, though. Okay, I would name it, like, Herbert. (laughs) That's just me, though. That's kind of (laughs) mean. Who was awarded the Dickens Medal for delivering a message during a heavy tropical storm at sea that enabled a rescue ship sent in time to salvage the craft and its cargo. What a good, good boy. Another notable pigeon is Shirami, who was one of 600 birds owned and flown by the U.S. Army Signal Corps in France during World War I. He delivered 12 important messages, and on his last mission in 1918, he was shot through the chest and leg by enemy fire, but still managed to return to his loft with the message capsule dangling from his wounded leg. Damn. Yeah, for his heroic services, he was awarded the French Croix de Guerre with Palm. He survived a year after his last mission and was later inducted into the Racing Pigeon Hall of Fame (laughs) (laughs) and received a gold medal from the organized bodies of American pigeon fanciers. His stuffed body now resides at the National Museum of American History, and you can see a picture of him on our Instagram. So, road trip? Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) I want to see Shirami. Okay. (laughs) That's on my bucket list. Don't even doubt it. (laughs) The last pigeon messaging service in the world was in Odisha called Orisa Police Carrier Pigeon Service. And it disbanded in 2006 after 60 years and 800 birds. I am so upset. (laughs) They provided daily communications between the Orisa's 400 police stations across the state and saved many human lives because of their messages during two natural disasters. The massive cyclone in 1971 and the unprecedented floods in 1982. Wow. So if you're telling me that it, it was going until 2006, I was alive during <laughs> then. I was alive. Like, why couldn't I have seen that? I don't get it. Another job the pigeons had during World War I was to be equipped with cameras in order to fly over enemy lands and get as much useful information as possible. In 1907, the German apothecary Julius Nurbronner invented pigeon photography as a means of tracking his carrier pigeons. One of his pigeons that was used for getting medicinal supplies more quickly 
like an Amazon pigeon, had stayed away a month before returning to him and curiously wanted to track where the pigeon went on holiday and attached the timed camera to the pigeon. And one of my favorite pictures you can see on our Instagram, it's an overview of, it's a pigeon picture. And you can see his wings in the picture. It is just amazing. I think pigeon photography might be my favorite thing, favorite genre of photography now. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, (laughs) sure. (laughs) It's so cool. And I'm, I'm in the market for Mr. Julius's invention of the pigeon camera, because you know when I have my pigeon and I'm sending you letters, yeah. I want a picture of you in the window. <laughs> Receiving the pigeon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alright, now I know I just gave you a whole bunch of history on carrier pigeons, all serious as I told you, mm-hmm. but there is so much dimensionality to pigeons and this is the perfect time to send you over to Zoe's Corner. I'm looking forward to hearing what you have come up with this week. Hello, welcome back to the Zoe's Corner. Since Yay. the last time you were here, I've decorated quite a bit, so take a seat. <gasps> There's some plants in the corner. They look dead. They're, they're not. Mm. Um, help yourself to a drink. <gasps> what do you have? Anything. A special pigeon cocktail. Ooh. Wait. Mocktail, maybe? Okay. <laughs> For all legal purposes. Um, yeah, get comfortable. So, I was preparing for this episode, and I was at a bit of a loss, because um, Jada took the title of our podcast a little bit too seriously, (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I unfortunately don't have quite as much spark for pigeons as she does. How? Well, I appreciate them, don't get me wrong. I just um, didn't know where to start. Mm -hmm. So, I have decided that I'm going to do a look into some pigeon-related folklore, Wow. So. Really Jada, reminiscing. Yeah. On past episodes. <laughs> yeah. Today. At least I'm not doing fashion this time. <laughs> I thought about it. I thought about you doing pigeon fashion. Actually, like, I could probably pull that off. No, because, like, fancy pigeon stuff, which yeah. I talk about later. I yeah. thought you could do that. But as Jada's already explained, doves and pigeons are the same thing. So I'm going to combine the folklore mm-hmm. related to those two things. So usually when we think of folklore associated with doves, we recognize them as symbols of peace, but they're definitely a bit more complicated than that. You can actually track dove-related folklore back to Mesopotamian times. The ancient Mesopotamians believed them to be associated with the goddess Ishtar, who is comparable to the Greek goddess Aphrodite. She's the goddess of love, sexuality, and war. And so pigeons and doves are also associated with those things. Ravens and doves are mentioned in the Epic of Gilgamesh, and we also find them in Greek mythology. The Greeks also associated pigeons and doves with Aphrodite, and so doves specifically were associated with eroticism. Even later, we see doves mentioned in Christian scripture, of course. Again, Jada took the spotlight about Noah's Ark. No, yeah, that's completely fair. The most interesting of all of my pigeon-related research is probably how they tie into Vedic mythology, which is associated with ancient India. In Vedic texts, birds specifically are associated as like messengers or representatives of the gods, and pigeons specifically are associated with both the god Yama, who is associated with death, and mm-hmm. Nurti, the goddess of destruction. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. (laughs) 
so pigeons are like really badass yes they are ancient india because there was like some ominous associations with these kinds of gods and these kind of pigeons there was also some superstitions involved with pigeons if a pigeon or dove were to fly at or against someone's house that person it was supposed to hum a specific hymn to ward off negative associations you know i'm gonna do this <laughs> even worse if a pigeon or a dove were to sit on someone's house they would actually have to speak the hymn aloud word for word <gasps> to like protect themselves so that's kind of all i had for the Zodiac. i form. love that yeah i th- figured you're gonna adopt those superstitions into no it. i totally am um, i'm gonna have to learn that but get out of here take your things and go you don't have to go home but you can't stay here you know the drill swing on back down to jada's segment i guess it's more fun over here (laughs) just kidding that was really interesting yeah i'm I'm definitely gonna take up that hymn i'm gonna you're gonna have to send me the link (laughs) so i can you know practice it for sure yeah hopefully i'll see some pigeons around athens now (laughs) you'll hear me just outside your window yeah Reciting hymns. Yep. I think they'll be good for me. Okay. If you didn't know, pigeons are actually an invasive species. In the 1600s, rock doves were brought from Europe by ships, possibly as a food source, because before chickens, pigeons were the food source of the century. But they couldn't contain them as well as you you could contain a chicken because they fly. And they would get out a bunch, and that's kind of how they started spreading. Another possibility is that they were brought over as the growing pigeon breeding hobby was becoming a thing. Pigeon breeding was on the rise, but originated around the 1500s, specifically the Mughal ruler, Akbar the Great, who was an enthusiastic breeder of pigeons. He had a flock of 10,000 that moved with him, and he would spend hours in his dovecoats to escape the pressure of rolling an emperor. Me and the girls hitting Court Street. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god. No, this is the one that I was like, this is me in my past life. Like, uh, okay. he, would, he would literally go into his dovecote and, like, sit there and be like, oh, me and my pigeons. Like, these are just so nice. Like, this is all stress-free zone. And, you know, that's going to be me. Yeah, I can see that for you. I'm going to be walking. Yeah, it really is. I'm going to be walking around, and you're going to see my flock of pigeons like, just following pull me. pull up to Y2K night. Yeah, with my pigeons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I looked up, as I was doing this research, like, ten times, pigeons for sale. Yeah, you would. <laughs> you would. Not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Akbar the Great, he would breed some of the birds for their ability to tumble through the air and others just for, as like an ornate Mm -hmm. decoration, I guess. And I will link the videos of these pigeons doing their acrobats in the sources page, which will be in the description of this episode. But I think you should watch it right now because it certainly is amazing. I gotta pull this up. Yeah, pull it up. What do you think? I can do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Can That's you- just kind of like me on my trampoline when I was a kid. That's yeah. the kind of shit I was on. <laughs> I can see that. I can see. Be like, hey guys, watch this. <laughs> Please watch it. It's 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 pretty impressive. It's slay. It's slay. It is. 
Continuing on the pigeon breeding train, pigeons played a very important role in the research of Charles Darwin. Darwin crossbred many species and showed that all pigeons evolved from just one wild species, the rock dove. Fancy pigeons were also used to demonstrate Charles Darwin's theory of natural selection. The great variation within pigeons was the very foundation for his understanding of how evolution works. For centuries in Europe, pigeons were so prized that noblemen held exclusive rights to construct dovecotes in their properties where the pigeons would be housed. And I have just decided that my future house will also have a dovecote Mm -hmm. because they are actually super cute. They're like little sheds. Yeah. They're so cute. Yeah. I'm going to have that for my 10,000 pigeons. I'm picturing them like the rooms at like the zoos where you can walk in and like interact with the birds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, but oh, yeah. it's not like that? No, my but bad. it's like a similar idea, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of my favorite facts about pigeons that is also a fact about geese, which I also love geese, mm-hmm. and I know that's controversial. <laughs> Maybe we'll also have a goose episode. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just the biggest animal lover. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> pigeons and geese both mate for life, which I think is just adorable. They both are super loyal to their partners. And my pigeon fact that takes the cake, probably my most favorite fact to ever exist, is that pigeons have same-sex marriages. Gay pigeons. <laughs> Please look at the audio <laughs> when you said that. Oh, my like, God. shut up. No, gay pigeons. I couldn't come up with a funny joke for that. Right off the top of my head, I was trying to, I don't know, like, camp pigeons. Pigeon theme Met Gala, and it's just, like, rivals the camp theme, maybe? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not, not on my, not on my best. If there are no male pigeons, the female pigeons will marry each other and vice versa. Pigeons also show affection just like many other pets. They love being pet and held and will literally ride on their human's head. Like, you don't need a leash. They also. I am oh, actually going to see you, like, on canvas one of these days with a pigeon on your head. No, I'm like, not even gonna, like, I'm thinking I'm going to go get one after this episode. Yeah, like, I'm not, I wouldn't put it past you. No, you shouldn't, because it's <laughs> happening. I'm yeah. If they ever do a remake of Home Alone 2, we know who to call for the pigeon lady. Absolutely. I, I don't support remakes of movies, but I support that. Yeah. Can we put a picture of the Pigeon Lady as the cover for this episode? <laughs> Zoe, just wait. Okay. Just okay, I'll wait. wait. <laughs> they also have an incredible ability at recognizing faces, patterns, and words. One group of pigeons in a study was trained to distinguish paintings by Picasso and Monet. Call back to last week's episode. If any pigeon wants to defecate on a Picasso, yeah. go for no. it. Yeah, he would. <laughs> go for it. I'm going to train my pigeon specifically to, to only shit on Picasso. <laughs> I'd like to see that. Yeah, yeah. They also pass the mirror test in which a small sticker is placed on the bird, and upon seeing its reflection, the bird removes the sticker, showing that it recognized the mirror image as itself. That's something that few non-primate am- animals can do. Basically, pigeons are so incredibly intelligent, it is insane, and all I'm hearing is that this has confirmed to me that I will be getting a pet pigeon. That that section, that whole section that I just read, is all from why pigeons get make great pets. 
as I was doing my research for having a pet pigeon. God. Oh my god, you're gonna be you're gonna be like a campus celebrity just because you're gonna have you're just That's all I want in life. Gonna be running a zoo out of your dorm. Absolutely. <laughs> I wanna spread the goose love as well. Geese can also bond with humans just like dogs. And I'm not lying when I tell you that I when I read that geese love giving gooseneck hugs, yes. I nearly died. That's cute. Um I don't believe you though. Oh, I believe I've, me. I've been attacked by geese. No, but they can. They can like us. Normally, they're only, like, protecting their babies. So they have that, like, I can fix him mentality where they look at a human and they're like, I can fix them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I support pigeons. Geese. There's nothing quite as adrenaline-inducing than being hissed at by a pigeon. Oh, and I Not love a pigeon. watching everyone get... A goose. Yeah, we're mixing it up now. Yeah. <laughs> just start talking about random birds yeah i yeah. really i really enjoy a good peacock me too the ones that run around the loose the zoo. in the zoo yeah those are so funny i love that that's so funny to me i haven't seen one in so long well we're taking a trip to the zoo anyway so yeah yeah we'll, yeah. That. we'll see it we'll see it all right back on track <laughs> going off the pigeons as pets that takes me to the sport of pigeon racing which is to this day still a thing, but it originated in the 19th century by Belgian coal miners. The sport is very controversial because the pigeons are selectively bred and breeding animals for our inter- entertainment probably isn't the best thing. Yeah. And then that takes us to fancy pigeons, which are specially bred to per- perpetuate particular features. We will put a few pictures on the Instagram but I'm also going to talk about ones that struck my interest the most. The first is the fantail pigeon, which feathers resemble that of a turkey. And you know I'm a turkey girl. Follow Peace Love Terry on Instagram. <laughs> my po- goddess. Yeah, number one podcast fan is actually Terry. He Terry? tunes in tunes in every single. She, ep- she tunes in every single episode. She does, and she loves every single. Sorry, episode. Terry. <laughs> Did not mean to misgender you. It's okay. She's okay. These fantail pigeons were first introduced by Charles Darwin. They are used as droppers during training of racing pigeons. The droppers are placed on the loft landing board as a signal to the flying birds to come in and be fed. (laughs) Isn't that so funny? They all have a job. Yeah. It's just so funny. I think society would prosper if it was run by pigeons. No, I think so too, 100%. Yeah. The second is also the most expensive pigeon, that is the bolt pigeons, Bolt pigeons are the fastest of the racing birds and sell for over $400,000. Now, how can we talk about bolt pigeons without talking about the bolt movie pigeons? You know, Joey, Vinny, and Bobby? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that movie traumatized me as a kid. Fun story. I don't know why. I think the part where, like, I don't remember specifically, but there was, like, a really sad part in the movie, and it, like, messed up, messed me up. Oh, yeah. I used to rewatch that movie all the time, yeah. but Joey, Vinny, and Bobby were my favorite. And I don't know. Is this some sort of metaphor? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> did you, did you, are you looking at them? I'm looking at them. I remember the pigeons now, yeah. Aren't they wonderful? They worked for the cats, I think. Yeah. I haven't seen that like movie that. in forever, but... Anyways... The third fancy pigeon I'm talking about is the Warburg Shield Cropper. They are specifically for ornamental purposes and are good for raising as pets as well. They honestly look like they should not be able to stand with the shape of their body. Oh, yeah. That's an odd-looking bird. Let me stop not talking into the mic. Yeah, that's a really weird-looking bird. It is weird. 
I think I'd be kind of scared if I saw that. Also, how are they, like, breeding these to look like that? How? I don't get it. And, I like, how do they fly? How do they stand? It's like I don't... when you make a kid in The Sims and you don't like the way it looks, so you just change it. True. I thought about that. I thought, like, they literally all look like a kid's drawing. And then oh, someone yeah. was like, mm, that would we'll make, make that. a nice bird. Yeah. Yeah. The last fancy pigeon I'm going to talk about is the frillback pigeon because it literally has curly feathers. What? These pigeons are special, specifically bred as pets. They are super calm and loving and are also very popular in pigeon beauty contests all over the world. I'm going to find these pigeon beauty contests and I'm going to go to these pigeon beauty contests. And I'm going to tell each pigeon how gorgeous they are. Yeah. It's literally just insane to think that these pigeons are even real. There's so many different types of pigeons, fancy pigeons like that. Look them up. They're crazy. The first thing I saw when I went to Paris, like, I'm not kidding, like, the first thing I was, like, in the airport was a blonde pigeon, and I was like... That's crazy. Yeah. Um, they also had pigeons, like, in the airport. Really? Yeah. I would love that. I'm going to be that pigeon in the airport. I've seen so many birds in airports. Like, it's really funny. (laughs) Well, I mean, like, birds are in Walmarts. Like, what? Yeah, but, like, airports are, like, high security. And then birds just, like, walking around. That is true. Yeah, well, you're, like, demolishing, like, a burrito at, like, 6 in the morning. (laughs) You just, you know, strangest strangest mode of existence is in an airport. Yeah, speaking (laughs) from experience. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just all insane that to think that these birds are even real. And are they? It's conspiracy time. Oh, <laughs> boy. How could we talk about pigeons without mentioning the birds aren't real mm-hmm. conspiracy? When I was in high school, someone put up a bunch of posters about birds not being real in our bathrooms. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I don't <laughs> support that person. Oh, you're anti-conspiracy? Of this? course. Okay. I mean, yeah, I agree. Yeah, because, well, they wanted to, uh, whatever, I'll get into it. Okay. This took root in 1947 when the CIA was founded. Its sole responsibility to watch and survey tens of thousands of Americans suspected of doing communist things. This orchestrated stalking epidemic went on for almost five years and few were found guilty of any real crimes. However, it became clear in the early 1950s that the threat of communism was only going to rise and a broader system was needed to track any individual who was suspected of such activity. The fears were only encouraged when, in 1951, Julius and Ethel Rosenberg were wrongly arrested and convicted of espionage against the United States, accused of spying on behalf of the Soviet Union. This highly publicized event gave the government a small window to implement a new program that would place the first CCTV surveillance cameras in areas with a high Russian immigrant concentration. This went on for a few years or so when in 1953 Alan Dules was made the first civilian director of the Central Intelligence Agency of the CIA and made it his mission to ramp up the surveillance program, hiding cameras in thousands of locations and ordering his staff to plant them in areas that would be impossible to detect. He knew that the possibilities for this camera program were endless and on April 15, 1956 he met with President Eisenhower and proposed a plan that would put cameras in the sky. Doles knew that the sky was the future for his surveillance program, 
as you could truly track someone with a moving camera, much easier than having to switch between cameras on street corners and hidden in storm drains. One camera in the sky could do the work for hundreds on the ground. Eisenhower approved the initial idea and asked him to return when he had figured out how to make it possible. Doles left the Oval Office and immediately flew to an undisclosed location, meeting with various members of his inner circle to discuss the plan in more intricate detail. It is believed that the initial plan for killing all the birds and replacing them with flying cameras was thought up one weekend in May of 1956. <laughs> oh my god. Like what? That's stupid it is it's literally ridiculous Doles and his team hated birds with a passion and were heard on many occasions calling them flying slugs and the scum of the skies okay (laughs) because they would poop on their cars in the parking lot of the cia headquarters this was possibly one of the driving forces that led Doles to not only implement robots into the sky but actually replace birds in the process In a stolen transcript from the ex-CIA deputy, she says, Yeah, the higher-ups were so annoyed that birds had been dropping fecal matter onto their car windows that they vowed to wipe out every single flying feathered creature in North America. That's, like, actually so weird. Right? Like, go to therapy. (laughs) Like, it's not that serious. (laughs) It was never that serious. It was never that serious. It really wasn't. In this meeting, they sought to kill two birds with one stone and remove all birds from the United States, but also replacing these birds with billions of sophisticated robot lookalikes capable of mimicking real birds in every way. Doles and his team wanted to create the greatest surveillance system ever imagined with the capability of tracking someone on foot, in a vehicle, or even in their personal home. And this, over time, got built and built on because people would bring up the fact that you see thousands of pigeons, but never a baby pigeon, which I can't say I've seen a baby pigeon either, but I don't believe... true. I don't think that birds are fake, though. Yeah. I've had a seagull eat out of my hand before, and Mm -hmm. it was pretty real to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, it was. I did see a TikTok today, though, of a woman who had a pigeon fly into her house while she was on a Zoom meeting. So maybe Hmm. she was being spied on. Yeah. Maybe the pigeon works against... I think if it were that serious, she could get spied on through Zoom, to be honest. Yeah, let's let's be (laughs) real. Yeah. But uh, maybe the pigeon works against... Like, maybe he was warning her that Zoom was... Maybe. ...watching her. I'm going to click this. Our final segment of this episode, and my final reach to get you to love pigeons as much as I do, is breaking pigeon myths. The first myth is that pigeons are flying rats because they are so dirty, which I'm also a rat lover. Thank you very much. (laughs) Pigeons are future rat episode? Maybe. Pigeons are vulnerable to parasites, but just like every other animal, they groom themselves, and most of the diseases they carry aren't harmful to humans. So when you see me in New York picking up that pigeon, you don't say anything, okay? You accept it. All right. The second myth, which I think we already broke, is the fact that pigeons are dumb. No, they are incredibly smart, smarter than some dogs and probably even humans. Let's be real. Another myth is that pigeons are bad parents, which they are quite the opposite. Both the parents in the relationship contributes to nest building and incubating eggs and defending their family. They both are also capable of producing a type of crop milk for their offspring. Pigeons' parents stick around and love their family the whole time, which I feel like humans are just projecting. To be honest, I've never ever in my life heard someone be like, God, I hate pigeons. They're so bad at being parents, but... 
<laughs> like, I'll take your I'm going to be real, I haven't either. But yeah. <laughs> the website that I was researching on said that that was a myth. All so right. well, for those who didn't know. Maybe it's a myth within, like, the pigeon community. Like Yeah. 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 <laughs> All over, pigeons are incredibly misunderstood, and it's incredibly sad. I hope... <laughs> Real tears. I hope this episode has made you love the pigeons at least a little bit. Hopefully I've done enough convincing, but before you go, this is the part I've been waiting for. Zoe, before we before I show you my creations, I want you, I'm I wanna ask you a question. Shoot. If you were to be a pigeon, where would you reside? And before you answer I have put together a presentation of all the possible answers that you could say, and I, because I have too much time on my hand, as we know, and uh-huh. access to Photoshop. Yep. So please. Could I be the only pigeon to ever live in the Arctic Poles? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's You'll not probably die. Um, well, no, like, that's, I'm built different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just kidding. Um... My immediate, like, the, my brain just goes straight to Paris, but I think that's just because, like, I've been there and there were an unbelievable amount of pigeons there. Maybe, like, Singapore. Because I didn't want to go there anyway. Like, why not be a pigeon while I'm there? Okay. I mean, what would you do with your pigeon time? I'd like, just hang out. Like, just do pigeon things? I would just have, like, no material concerns, you know? Okay. I don't know. Maybe I'll change my answer after I see this. Okay. And this is a surprise, by the way, for everyone. I know, I, and I've been holding on, like, I've been shaking, not sending you these pictures. Yeah. And follow along on our Instagram. They're yeah. up on our Instagram. Zoe can describe them. Yeah. For you. Okay, this is the first. They also, they get, they start serious, mm-hmm. and they get a little less serious okay. towards the end. Welcome to the silly hour of the podcast. Yes. Okay, so first we have a picture of me photoshopped onto a blonde pigeon and jada photoshopped i don't know what kind of pigeon that is it looks like a standard pigeon to me but it's a little different it's a little fancier but okay onto a fancy version of the standard pigeon and we're wearing sunglasses and because we're government spies holding confidential files standing in front of and you, you know what this is no. It's a little flasher thing for Men in Black. Oh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll pretend like I've seen that and understand that reference. Oh. Um, <laughs> that's, standing that's a problem. In, we're standing in front of the Capitol building. Yeah. <laughs> Ready for the next one? Next. Next. We got, oh, I like this. I'd, yep. I'd, okay. This is a very cottagecore pigeon moment. Mm-hmm. We are both holding letters, and it looks like we're in uh, frolic- frolicking in the Alps. Yep, and we are so cute. <laughs> Next, we're post up in front of our boy Terry. I girl. mean, a girl. T- <laughs> I meant boys in like an all gender inclusive. Oh uh, yeah, I got you. Kind of <laughs> She accepts. We're yeah. This is on Thanksgiving, by the way. Yeah. Next to our thanks her Thanksgiving dinner. Okay. With Joseph number two and chicken. Okay. <laughs> So next we've got a screen cap from the film Home Alone 2. It's Pigeon Lady holding, hugging Kevin, and you'll never guess who is perched on Kevin and the Pigeon Lady. <laughs> it's us as pigeons. Also, I crack myself up. I think I'm the most hilarious oh, person ever. Oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. 
Um, oh, okay. So <laughs> I've been here. Hey, this is this entire episode just me being like, hey guys, did you know I've been to France? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have me and Jada. Mm-hmm. Um, stealing the Venus of Sam and Thrace from the Louvre. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Like, 100%. The winged victory, yep. We we are robbing the Louvre, and it's yeah. our art heist as pigeons. I mean, I've said before, this is going to incriminate me in the future, but I, it's on my bucket list to pull off an art heist, so. Yeah, and I'm going to pull that up when I'm working as an art heist solver crime solver crime investigator listen it's a bucket list thing i'll return everything i no, promise you know i'll be there yeah okay i've seen this one this one's too good though um this is us as walmart employees except that we're pigeons perched on another walmart employee and we have the walmart employee vest on yeah because you know walmart pigeons we're s- yeah because wa- pigeons are in walmart oh this is my favorite <laughs> this is my favorite we have a beautiful cottagecore Minecraft house. Hobbit hole. Hobbit hole. I was yeah. going to say that. Um, and in front of it is Pigeon Me and Pigeon Jada mm-hmm, wearing mm-hmm. diamond armor. Mm-hmm. I'm holding a flower. There's a bee. There's a wolf. Yeah. I fed herself the bee and yeah, the wolf. I can tell. <laughs> Life tell. is good. <laughs> it is good. It really is that good. That is the ideal mode of existence. <laughs> one i need to like move back from the camera anytime i laugh because it's always like the <laughs> loudest thing on planet earth we have a campus celebrity here we, dj barty we are accompanying dj barticus you see our hair yeah <laughs> we've, we've got dj barticus's signature hairstyle well i am going to be a campus dj so are you really yeah hmm. i have a time slot on Oh, that's show. right. Shout it out. It'll be you don't know. Wednesdays at 5. Wednesdays at 5. <laughs> we'll put more information. Yeah, <laughs> more information to follow. Uh, next, we have a screen cap from Webkins. This is Quackers' room? Yeah. My from favorite Jada's Webkins. Jada's Webkins specifically. Yeah, because I still play Webkins. Add me on Webkins. I'm not kidding. Every time I get to class, she opens her computer and, and it's webkins yeah and webkins so i have to close it every time it's a little embarrassing um yeah and we're just hanging out in one of the webkins rooms yeah Black and you're jumping rooms. on the trampoline yeah by the way mm-hmm. um let me see if the next one's okay the next one is my answer for where i would reside okay. and that is at the zoo okay i would be a pigeon at the zoo and specifically the cincinnati zoo the cincinnati zoo mm-hmm. with specifically i know you too well harambe, harambe. god <laughs> Gone too soon. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally just us first on a rompe. Isn't it great? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's it for my... I I could only do 10 because that's all that fits in the Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sorry for Um, the disappointment. So, if you want to see these... Yes. Go to the Instagram. They'll be on Instagram! Yeah. I'm, I hope you really appreciated all my Photoshop skills for this I did. episode. I think that was great. That was really impressive. 
Yeah. Um, I like that the picture you chose of me is, like, one of my most recent posts, because mm-hmm. it's just, like, yassified pigeon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's great. I think yeah, it's great. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it a lot. Okay, so that's it for this week's episode. If you're on Spotify, let us know where you would reside as a pigeon. Yeah, answer the Q&As, guys. Yeah, that's why they're there, and we'll sh- we'll we'll start reading them, too. And Yeah, we'll read our favorite response if you guys actually answer them. Yeah. Because yeah. usually it's literally only me. Is yeah. Person who answers them on Spotify. Yeah, literally. I don't, I, maybe I should probably do it. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I'm, this, is, this is me calling myself out. Yeah. Get, get, the, get that together. Yeah, it's just like we answer on them. Yeah. Whatever. Also, um, don't forget to rate us. Um, yeah, give us five stars. Yeah, and Zoe, what's next episode going to be next about? Next episode, we're going to be going into the history of sex work. Wow, it's really interesting. There's a, you can tell it there's a little bit of a theme in a lot of my works, a lot yeah. of my podcast episodes, and mine. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yours are niche, mine are super like feminist, <laughs> which I vibe with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be good be good tune in and yeah tune in next week thanks for listening and we'll see you next week on the flip side oh yeah